your jersey podcast i'm your host jacqueline marfuji and i know i just realized i said welcome back welcome for those of you that are listening for the first time i'm happy you're here i um hope you're having a fabulous week if you are unfamiliar or if you're familiar with what's your jersey this is the podcast where we find out where my guests are from and how they got to where they are with maybe a little sports and entertainment injected in there. And the whole thing is to make you laugh and to forget about whatever shit's going on in your life. So I hope you guys do that whole thing while listening today. Uh, I also call my listeners meatballs. So what up meatballs? Thank you for always tuning in and for sharing with your friends because I find that's the best way to actually hear about podcasts. Um, I also want to say, please, please, please rate, review, and, you know, be kind. We like five stars. We like kind reviews. Don't say anything you wouldn't say to your mother or your boyfriend's mom or, you know, just be cool. And if you can't be cool, then don't write anything. Um, I have been busy, guys. I'm finally wrapping the show common knowledge you guys should definitely watch it it's joey fatone's game show on game show network i've been working on season two and it's been really fun and the episodes are awesome and we've had a lot of winners so you guys should definitely check it out um also i have a bunch of shows coming up and i would love to see you there i would love to hear you laughing there and i would love to meet you after So meatballs, if you are going to be in the Los Angeles, Hollywood area, I definitely recommend coming to the Hollywood Improv this weekend. It's this weekend, Uh, 7 p.m. show. It's called Story Smash. It's so crazy because the comedians don't really know what we're going to say. We get to spin a wheel and there's topics and the audience sometimes gets to pick the topics we talk about and we just have to tell funny stories and there's a bunch of celebrity judges and they basically have to be like, yes, you're funny or no. Um, But it's really fun. And so that's seven o'clock on June 22nd at the Hollywood Improv. Also, I will be back at the Hollywood Improv on, it's a Wednesday, I'm I'm looking up the date right now, Wednesday, June 26th, and that is for Sandy Danto's Watch Me Chill, and guys, I don't want to give too much to you away, but I will be teaching Sandy some sort of dance, and it has to do with working out equipment, doing the dance while you're doing working out things. It's a whole thing, also with jokes, with comedy. It'll be really fun, so you guys should come to that. Um, And then I'm heading back east, so if you're in New Jersey and you have not completely um, just partied too hard on 4th of July. And even if you have partied too hard, you still should come to this show because the venue is amazing. I actually just looked up all the pictures. It's on a marina. There's a beach bar. It looks really awesome. The place I'm talking about is Joey Harrison's River House. It's in Forked River, New Jersey. And I am performing with the one and only Mike Marino. And that is on July 6th. It's a 7.30 p.m. show. And you should come because it's going to be awesome. And I feel like I have a lot of um, friends and family showing up. So it's just going to be a huge 
party and you're going to laugh your ass off. Also, if you're in New York City on July 11th, that's a Thursday, I am going to be performing at Dangerfields Comedy Club, which is one of my favorite clubs in the country. It's so awesome. You feel so cool. You feel like you're back in the 70s. It's like cabaret style. I love it. Uh, Showtime's 8 p.m. And it's such a great show. Just come. I want to see you. I want to see my New York meatballs. And if you're in Jersey or Connecticut, I want to see you too. It's called Character Flawed. It's great. Uh, So yeah, Danger Fields, for those of you that don't know where it is, it's on 61st and 1st. Also, I will be adding more dates uh, within the next coming three weeks. So just keep checking social media. And my social media is at Jacqueline Marfuji. That's at J-A-C-L-Y-N-M-A-R-F-U-G-G-I. So check that because, again, these shows are awesome. They will sell out. And I want to meet you guys. So please come and hit me up and let me know you're coming so I can give you a little shout out. All right. Now that we got most of the business out of the way, I think I do. Oh, also, I will be back teaching plyo jam classes if you are in Los Angeles. Um, I will be teaching uh, Tuesday and Thursday this upcoming week at More Dancing in Brentwood. And if you DM me, I can guest you. So you can come for free, guys. Uh, So yeah, please DM me, hit me up, let me know you want to come. So I will be teaching on June 26th and June 27th. That's a Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m. And I will also keep you guys updated on my schedule once I get back from the East Coast for that. I'm still trying to put together a plyo jam class in either New Jersey or New York. So let me know if you want that and where you are and we'll see what we can do. Uh, okay. Now I think all the business is out of the way, man. I'm exhausted. Actually, that's a lie. I went to Vegas this weekend and probably got more sleep in Vegas than I got over the past six weeks, waking up at like 4am every day. Shocking. I know. I saw Extina, Christina Aguilar's show because Sarah Mitchell, who is a very talented dancer who's been on the podcast twice was performing in it. And it was really cool to stand in the pit. I'm not going to lie. Christina was a little late, guys. So if you go to a Christina show, know that you might be hanging out for for about an hour before the show is supposed to start. Or wait, let me reword that. An hour late. The show started an hour late. So we got there early and then waited. And we were in the pit, which was awesome because you're next to the stage and you're right up there. Like you can literally see right up Christina's dress whatever no big deal her her booty looks great um but yeah you're standing so we immediately exited the show I looked to my right and there was a Steve Madden store that was still open in the Planet Hollywood Casino and yes I have no shame I marched right in and I bought some really cute high top sneakers yeah I might have had two huge Red Bull and Vodka's that probably aided that decision to just drop money on shoes that I don't need but damn did I stay out later that night because of it and I was much happier um anyway yeah Christina sounded amazing and I loved her show because there was a message um and I feel like uh, you know there's certain concerts you go to where it's like oh my god I love these songs but like you're not really like feeling much it's just like fun and dancing well you actually my favorite song that she did she was completely still on stage and it was the say something song I don't know who she sang the duet with but he was absolutely phenomenal and it gave everyone in the house all the feels 
and all the chills. I feel like I'm talking a mile a minute and I think it's because I just want to get to my guest because she's so freaking funny and we we get real and she talks about some honest stuff that I feel like a lot of us are going through and might not open up about and that's why I love this episode so much. Uh, Before we get to my hilarious comedian guest, um, I want to say, A, I just got some pretty rough news about a family member. And as a reminder, tell everyone in your life that you love, that you love them and try to cherish every moment. And if you get the opportunity to either work or go home, I would say go home and hang out with people that you love or, you know, just try to see everyone in your life that you love as much as possible because you never know what can happen. Also, yeah, just make the phone call, send the text, do whatever. If you're thinking about someone, let them know because you never know what tomorrow brings. And obviously this is stuff we all know in the back of our heads, but I wish someone had reminded me, you know, you know, so yeah, just do the reach out. Also, I'm obsessed with um, Trish Sir. Uh, We've been talking. I know I've been talking about having her on here for probably over a year, and we keep trying to coordinate. And now we've been messaging. We're both going to be away in July, and I hopefully will be getting her in August. She's amazing. She actually hosts a show for the Game Show Network and is fabulous and an awesome, funny comedian. Anyway, she posts all these quotes, and I really like the one for today. So I'm going to say it to you guys because I want to share. The biggest secret to success is keeping yourself grateful despite what you face. Life is a constant journey with twists, turns, ups, and downs, yet it must be enjoyed. Yes, you want a happy ending, but you must learn to be satisfied on the journey. Stay faithful and grateful while it is all unfolding. It is only in this moment life is happening. And that's from at Commanding Life um, Instagram page. I know that sounded really trite, and I can't decide if those are maybe some lyrics from the song Unwritten by Natasha Benningfield. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I liked that this quote is just like, look, enjoy the ride, basically, in so many words. And that's what the point of this podcast is, is finding out how people actually got on the ride and the journey and everything. And I actually have been going back and listening to some of the first episodes. And I want to get back to the real grit of finding out like how people got the way they are and where they come from. And I feel like this episode is the perfect uh, display of that. And my guest is Muslim and she's from Florida. And she, her parents moved from India and she's a comedian and her name actually means good atmosphere. So guess what, meatballs? You are in a safe space because she is all about that good atmosphere. And she will tell you she is lying across my couch when I am interviewing her. So you know, it's a good atmosphere. Um, yeah, she's awesome. And also we open up about just having to go to therapy, having addiction issues and about inner demons in your head. And uh, she also talks about getting her happy back after hitting rock bottom and having body dysmorphia. And I also make her, you know, pronounce a bunch of Italian food terms that I find very entertaining. Um And yeah, you'll find out what her journey is and how she's now 
you know, producing one of New York Times actually said the show that she produces is one of the top five shows to watch in the New York Comedy Festival. And she's been on Netflix and Bravo and GSM and ABC, like all the things. So, uh, yeah, it's a real treat. I'm going to stop talking and I'm just going to get her get her on here for you guys to listen to. I um, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope I get to see you guys at one of my shows Please, please, please reach out. I love hearing from you again. Uh, And yeah, subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. And without further ado, meatballs, enjoy Fizza Dasani. Right now, guys, my guest is the most chill I have ever seen anyone doing What's Her Jersey podcast, which which means we are in store for a lot of laughter, a lot of fun, a lot of self-care, self-love. It's all happening. Um, she's already making me laugh hysterically, which is what she does professionally for a living. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Was well, I allowed to chime in? Yeah, you could say whatever you want. Oh. You're fucking hilarious. That's why you're here. Thank you. I'm literally lying down. That's why she's laughing at me. Oh, you know, it's so great. I don't know why no one has done this. Yet. I'm surprised no one has done this. This is nuts. <laughs> I know. Well, I turned the fire on for you. I like wanted you to feel just like cozy. Just... I feel so good right now. <laughs> like from the second I stepped into the lobby, yes. I'm like the vibes were good. There's a huge mirror. I know. So like for like half the room, I'm like looking to the left of me. Like it's great. Dope. Unfortunately, um, we both were like no makeup, sweatpants. <laughs> like we can't use the mirror for anything. Like it's just not. It's not gonna happen today. But that's okay. Yeah, not today. I'm totally fine. Um, that hot as fuck voice that you guys are hearing right now. Do um, I have a hot voice? You have a hot voice. Do I, I love really? a good deep raspy voice. Oh, is it deep and yeah, raspy? No, yes. yes. I no. used to think it was so hot. Like high-pitched and then and then I just smoked a lot of weed (laughs) and burnt it that's great because I I love a raspy voice is that what I need to do I just need to smoke a shit ton of weed I mean I just the cigarettes are not my thing Mm -mm. and I like weed anyway and I like raspy voices so like if I get a sore throat or get sick yeah like you know it sucks during it but after it I just, you know, you have that sort of like deep voice. Oh, and you I have like an it. extra like pep in your step when you have that like deep rasp. I'm like trying to imitate you now. What the fuck? You know who <laughs> has a really deep, like raspy, sexy voice? Kate. Kate Quigley? Yeah. She does. Her, Leah Lamar has one. Yes, Leah does too. <laughs> Leah does too. Oh, oh my God. Guys. Okay. I'm trying to be like them. I know. We're just trying to get you guys turned on, apparently. That's why you've <laughs> tuned into What's Your Jersey. But I just want to let everyone know what you've done. You've been on FX. You've been on Netflix. You have been on Bravo, GSN Network, YouTube Premium, Tastemade Network. You have been in the CBS Diversity Showcase, which we talked about this week, which is really hard to get into and really fucking cool. Um, she's also my girl comedy crush. Um, <laughs> and you are one of the creators and producers of the Facial Recognition Show. It's a comedy show and podcast, and you're from Florida. We'll get into that. Um, everyone, <laughs> so I am much. welcoming the the wonderful, lovely, very funny Fizza Dasani to What's Your Jersey. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Did you know that? Do you know what your first name means? It means um, good atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. So like, kind of like good vibes or something. Yeah. It was so crazy because like. My sister, well, my, yeah, my sister's name's Farah. My brother's name's Ali, which are like pretty standard names. Yeah. But like, I was like, they just named me Fizza, and I, yeah. I was like, this works. There's no other Fizzas in the fam. Actually, I do have a second cousin named Fizza, but 
but like it's that was like I don't even think that was a fluke I think so I think so yeah but, it's I feel like you're not gonna run into another one yeah. In the comedy scene. Yeah, that's the hope. If there's, there's like fizz in the comedy scene, <laughs> then we're going to have to have a talk. It's weird because I feel like there's a lot of Zara's. Like we had a show. Like we had a facial recognition comedy show of like we're not the same Zara because there are four Zara's that we know of in the comedy it's scene. so true. Can yeah. you tell the meatballs what facial recognition is? Like yes. what the deal is with your comedy show? Okay. So uh, facial recognition comedy is a comedy gr- brand I created and I co-produced it with Zara, Zara Ali, <laughs> one of the comedians, Zara comedians. Shockingly. And uh, Pallavi Ganalan. And it's it started off... People used to always confuse us a few years ago because there's not there's only a handful of um, brown comedians, yeah. female of, of, of female descent, no, of South Asian descent. Um, it's true, and people would confuse us. We don't really look alike. We have different faces. So I got irritated one day and I made like this facial recognition guide on my phone, and it was just all of her faces, and it was just like asking the comedy community to like refer to this before like interacting it's with so, us. So so genius. And so so funny. It it kind of like became a meme in the comedy community, and it was like no one would really at the time book any of us on a show together. Yeah. Let alone like some at the time. Remember, like when it was just like one woman per lineup. I mean, it still is at certain places. I, I, no comment. <laughs> or we could. I we mean, are lucky. If we want to go there. We've been on a few shows together, shockingly. But yeah, it still happens, unfortunately. Yeah. So I was like, let's just do a show with all of us. People were like, this would be a fire lineup. Mm-hmm. And I know I didn't want to do it by myself. It was like a whole separate brand. So I reached out to Zara. Paula V came on board. Um, after the first show and we got a weekly podcast now so the three of us host the podcast and we have guests on you should come on we should have you we should finish this you know I would love to be on I mean we have to end on a cliffhanger (laughs) yes exactly well and you gotta switch on over to the comedy pop network to hear it all um I love your podcast though because you guys aren't afraid to like kind of argue and like get into it oh my god you listen to yeah, it did you like, okay which there's one episode called group therapy bitches. yeah I had so much anxiety during it in like the best way ever though because I feel like no one actually does like really gets into it on a podcast and if they do they usually cut it out that was some real shit like it we really were was. And, and the thing is is our relationship's better than ever now because I'm way better at that like the whole like if to me if like passive aggression holding it in like I don't know it It messes with me if I talk about it I clear it out I'm like I'd rather just deal with it I last week had Rachel O'Brien on the podcast and our whole podcast oh my god was I have to tell you yes (laughs) I am I don't know how many times you get this but I'm a big Vanderpump Rules fan yes yes, does everyone say that yeah no I mean more to her then I mean I was only on a few episodes way back in the day (laughs) but we had our whole like comedy group with Kristen it was we like filmed at the improv it was a whole story I used to see Kristen at auditions yeah (laughs) but like the thing is is like this was back in the day when I had purple hair that's that's a story story but like I'm sorry you had purple hair I did not know that green I had a I had um a platinum blonde mullet (laughs) please and the only reason why she could pull this off is because you have like a perfect bone structure like like, you could have like no hair and it would be okay I don't know I don't know I got I have ears no no and they kind of stick out no whatever they're cute you look adorable anyway you you so you have purple hair at the time yeah so I don't know if she'd even remember but like um 
I don't know. Like, it's it's just so much drama. I love it. It's so much drama. Yeah, They're like, so good at it, though. And everyone watches it. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's addicting. And... I don't get starstruck because I've lived in L.A. for so long. But, yeah. like, there's something about, like, them. I feel like I'd... <laughs> so if there's if you guys have, like, a party, I feel like I'd be... No- I, I definitely could be normal. <laughs> but inside, I'm going to be like, oh, my God. Oh my God, really oh my funny. God, oh my God. She did text me today and said that she was going to Jackson Britney's barbecue. So, I know. I feel like you'd be fine at like the Oscars or like a Comedy Central yes, roast, but exactly. if you had to walk into like a Vanderpump barbecue, you'd lose your shit. Oh my god, I'd be smiling like a like a complete weirdo. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Good to know. Now I'm literally anytime if I see any of them, I'm texting you. I'm, I'm gonna be like FaceTime. That's my present to you. Oh my god. But I had her on last week, and we had a friendship falling out, and the whole podcast was talking about our friendship Did breakup. You, wait, during the podcast? No, <laughs> the podcast was post breakup like oh. we went through like and we talk about it all in the podcast you guys should listen to it after this um we talk about like literally spending like a year kind of having like real housewife sit downs yeah trying to like fix it and navigating the waters and I think a lot of it came from us not being open and honest about things and just holding stuff in and kind of like brushing things over yeah. by just like drinking wine and having fun and not dealing with stuff it builds up and, and like the thing is it's tension that's what I meant to say earlier yeah. it's very difficult for me to sit with tension it was affecting me because mm-hmm. I work really closely you know with these women so like we didn't deal with it because I didn't know how to deal with it like it's hard to set boundaries yeah if you you know we had to figure it out and like I'm, I'm so excited you listened to yeah, it yeah no it was a really good episode but like we you know it's there was no way to move forward until we dealt like with it which and, it I mean, I know you, like, knew you were feeling this way. Did the other co-hosts, like, were they like, where is this coming from? This is, like, out of nowhere. Like, how did that happen? It was, you know, we've it, it was building up to it. But I think there were there was sort of a moment, like, oh, this is an issue. But, like, that had happened yeah. prior to it. But this was, like, you know, I, I think we really hashed it out. And both of us felt a lot better after it. We felt like we cleared the air. Oh, I think so much better after both of us, I think, sort of had the tools. We're both in therapy. So we both had the tools to, like, level with each other. That's what it is. Yeah. You have to hear the other person, see their perspective. And, and sometimes you have to agree to disagree. Exactly. Which is something I've had to learn. Like, Rachel and I talked about that also, where we both were like, okay, well, I think you did this, and you think I did this, and we're both, like, we keep butting heads, and, like, yeah. it is what it is. Either we're not going to be friends, or we're going to put that shit aside and move forward. Yeah. You know? And it's that's exactly what you guys do you guys should definitely listen to that episode you should listen to all the episodes but that was group therapy yeah it's called group therapy bitches I don't remember which number but it was so good it it was like I think that's my favorite episode but we have another episode with the three of us and it's so funny because I don't even know if we talk about it on the podcast but it was after sort of we had sort of an internal drama but like we talked about it the night before and it was like intense but like I don't know. It just for a while I was feeling tension during our podcast and then we sort of like hashed some stuff out. Okay. And it wasn't like fucking like am I allowed to say that? You can say whatever you want. It just <laughs> fell out of my mouth. Um <laughs> unicorns and rainbows. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, but like just even if it's like again agreeing to disagree like the air is clear. It's like I can be a human now. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love about you. I feel like you are very just, it is what it is, authentic. And 
it was cool to hear you not be scrappy, but to kind of like be like, no, like this is bothering me. You did this. It was very Jersey of you. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I like identify with the Northeast, like, or like the East Coast. Well, a lot of us migrate down to where you're from. So. I know. <laughs> is from Florida. Yes, I Yeah, am. Fort Myers. Yeah. Yeah, we used to and fly proud. into the airport. We used to. RSW. That's the airport code. <laughs> is that? Yeah. That's it's funny. like, why is it RSW? That's how Nork Airport is in New Jersey. It's, I think, like NWR. And it's like, <laughs> what? What? Yeah. No, we used to. We had a timeshare. Very Jersey of us. Um, in Captiva, Florida. Oh, my God. Captiva is so beautiful. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't know now. Like, apparently where we had the timeshare, yeah. like, They've turned it into this whole like private like really you cannot like step foot on like the I you could like go to a restaurant yeah. if you weren't staying there now it's like Fort Knox so oh my god I haven't I mean I haven't been in decades but like yeah, it, it was, was pretty in the eighties yeah <laughs> did I just age myself yes I did we you are... know what like this is the year of like of you know it's women can age now and be... can we I mean girl I'm putting it out there I'm gonna. I'm putting it out there. We can age gracefully. I'm tired of men being the only ones who can get better looking as they get older. And Fizza looks Forget like that. a 12-year-old little girl right now. So I appreciate that, I guess. <laughs> what are your secrets? I know your family. They're all like scientists and doctors. Have they taught oh you anything God. about your face, your bod? Um, sunscreen? Yes. Uh, drink lots of water. I don't drink enough water, but thankfully I'm... You know, I have brown skin that helps. I know. Um, so lucky. So hydrate, sunscreen, moisturize. That's it. We all know that. That's the best really? you can do for me right now. Well, I can tell you like specific products. Yes, tell us. We want to know everything. Really? Okay. So for moisturizer, I use something called squalene oil. And it's like... I've never heard of that. Yeah, you can get it like for 10 bucks off of Amazon, I think. Oh my God, I'm writing this down. Yeah. S-Q-U-A-L-E-N-E. And um, it's originally derived from shark liver, but that's like, you know, that's like, that's a lot. So this one's derived from olives and it's, it's supposed to be very similar to the the natural oils in your skin. Okay. And then um, I use this other cream that someone in New York told me about and she, um, I have to look it up, man. I forgot that one. That's cool though. No, you'll, black seed it, oil is cool too. Black seed oil. It, it has antibiotic properties. So if you have sort of like a cut or a breakout, it's. I think it's made out of cumin seed. Okay. But black seed oil, you can get it off Amazon as well. And I get like sort of like the organic, not whatever you know, like sort of get the healthy version. Oh, look at you! Or you know, I don't know. <laughs> Are you always into this stuff? No, I, I. You know, I. I think my mom would sunscreen was her thing she's like always wear sunscreen always wear sunscreen in florida and i didn't really do it in my childhood but like in my i think in my 20s and i'm just gonna age myself whatever (laughs) in hollywood it's such a thing right (sighs) that's why we're all like you know why do i know so much about this i know right this wasn't a thing 20 years ago or maybe it was it's just all heightened we can thank the kardashians for that i feel like (laughs) They have really just raised the bar on so many things. And now it's like, fuck. Um, (laughs) It is hard, though. Uh, Like, do you say your age and stuff when you're going out on auditions? Or do you think that's a big deal? Well, okay. So I I don't hide my age. Yeah. um, But I'm not going to offer the information in an audition. No. Because I think for casting directors, there I mean there's still a stigma. They just need to see you and yeah. that's what they need to think. I don't I don't want to ruin the fantasy <laughs> exactly. for you. I don't want to ruin the fantasy predator, for anyone. You know, like <laughs> that's what it is. 
Yeah, no, it's true. It's like our highlight reel. <laughs> oh God, it's so sad. Um, what did you do this weekend? So Fizza, this comes out um, a few days after Memorial Day weekend. I am so grateful you're here because it's Memorial Day, guys, and we are working. Like I love this. It's happening. This is so chill. You the fireplace, the meatballs, which I'm going to tear up. She's going to tear up the meatballs, which I totally approve of. That makes me happy. Yeah, it's. I was shocked where you were like, yeah, cool. And I was like, really? Like, really? Oh, can, yeah. I mean, yeah. are there, like, big parties going on today? I think maybe. Yeah. I don't know, though. I feel like people went hard, like, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> trying to, like, recover. It's, like, recovery day for yeah. me, at least. Oh, my God. Well, I'm a weirdo because I've been, like, just working. <laughs> i just working. been doing shows. And great, well, yeah, because we're going to New York, we're bringing facial recognition comedy back to New York Comedy Club. So the New York Times said it was one of the top five shows to see it on um, New York Comedy Festival last fall. That's or huge. November. Like that was nuts. The New York Times is like, yeah, that was a surprise to all of us. Really? Yeah. I mean, that was like, I think to me, emotionally, like that was that was sort of the biggest, like a really big moment. It, I didn't expect it. Yeah. Did a lot of people show up because of that? or It was sold out. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so we're, we want to sell it out again. Um, I mean, you know how it is, like, being a producer. It's like, yeah. we're artists, but, like, in this, we have to be sort of everything. Oh, and no one teaches you that in college? No. I'm, like, if I knew, I wouldn't have been a film student. I would have been a business student that made movies. Exactly. In my spare time, you yeah. know? Oh, I should have listened to that one theater professor that told me when I was like 12, really? don't go to college for acting, Really, <laughs> go for business. And I was like, no, nah, I want to be a drama major. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, oh he was like, you live your life that that's experience enough. Like go to school for business. And I did not. Wow. Listen to you him got at all. that. That's so wild that you got that advice. I know. And I totally disregarded it. <laughs> My parents said, go to med school. I'm like, I don't, uh, I don't think that's the way it's not for me. me it's for all of you but you know my younger siblings went to med school yeah like your entire family can you tell the meatballs like because you have jokes about that which I love I love oh yeah all of that so um both my parents are doctors um immigrants from India they both went to med school in India and they actually did some residency here so that's like um you know spe- when you specialize and uh, put hours in after you graduate and become a doctor and then my br- younger brother and sister my sister practices neurology or she's a resident so she is out of med school and she's been working as a resident doctor for about three years wow. my little sister isn't that crazy isn't that crazy so i mean cool. i'm 12 so like so you're 12 she's, so she's like doogie hauser you guys are so advanced and then my brother is like a zygote you know, and <laughs> And his thing is interesting because I don't think I don't think either one of them particularly wanted to be a doctor. Really? Which is crazy. They just fell into it. My sister was a journalist first. Oh. At, like she I think worked with an NPR affiliate. Okay. I think. She, like, no, that happened. And then she I think was pre she I mean, in undergrad, she was a freshman when I was a senior and she had like three majors. And one of them was pre-med, I think. One was, like, religious studies. One was, like, journalism. And are you the oldest? Yeah. Wow. So I was a film major. (laughs) I should have gone to business school. No one told me. Did your parents, like, give you shit for that? Like, I feel like there's so much pressure, especially, are they, they're first generation. They immigrated over. Like, I feel like that would be a non-negotiable. Well, I think... I was always sort of like a performer, so there wasn't like ambiguity. So like I sort of knew and in that 
way like they were they were you know maybe surprisingly supportive of that really you know of course i think they were like they weren't like yeah go do this but they're yeah. they weren't like we're gonna stop you yeah so that is huge for like you know a culturally conservative indian family exactly. most indian muslim family like that's unheard of yeah i mean now today maybe not so much but yeah i think i'm meeting more there's more of us here and i'm meeting more people whose parents were a little cool but i know some people whose parents don't even know they work in entertainment and they like are verified <laughs> if the they blue check mark it. and they're on tv i'm like you know i feel like that makes them work harder though <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> like nuts. it's they're it's they're never where they need to be like they yeah. always are just like nope on to the next thing but their mom doesn't know their like mom, how does she not know i know right oh, god you have netflix that's insane my parents are the opposite my mom's on instagram everything i post it's like what what's that about what In- instagram's the last frontier that my parents aren't on it's and not I'm just it like they the- need to stay off oh, stay off so i can post Instagram's my thoughty good. pictures oh god i'm trying to get more into like the thought life I, you should you're hot oh thank you yeah i mean you know got uh Gotta get it in. Get it in, girl. Get that thought <laughs> pick in. Just do it. Who cares? At this point, it doesn't matter. You're past 20. Um, so <laughs> it's fine. That is a fact. It is a fact. I think it's totally fine to do that. Um, I think it's not a big deal at all. Um, the thing I love, and I was really curious if you were always like this as like a kid, like growing up in Florida, in your comedy, like you have like a masculine presence about you. Like, Do you I really? Have, well, it's very, it's a cool juxtaposition yeah. because you look very delicate. Like she has like Audrey Hepburn vibes if you look at her, but like oh. <laughs> India, are you Muslim? I was raised Muslim. You I don't really practice. Muslim. I don't practice organized religion. Okay. I just want <laughs> I everyone. Like a douche when I, say no. I don't practice <laughs> organized religion. I'm spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just want everyone to know like what your background yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because watching Fizza on stage, like you are, like you look like you have throwdown, and you're just like, <laughs> yeah, like East Coast man, yeah, and like you have Even like a Florida. tomboy. I mean, that is the East Coast ish. It's like Southeast. Yeah, yeah, it is East. <laughs> it's it is part East. of it. But you have like tomboy vibes, and I, I was just wondering if it was always that way for you. Were you always feisty? Did you have to like stick up for yourself, and that's how you started like getting kind yeah. of like scrappy and writing jokes? Yeah, I mean, I was always, like, a t- I guess tomboy in the sense that I wasn't particularly feminine. Okay. Like, like I've always identified as a woman, but I kind of joke around now. Like, I'm, like, gender fluid, you know? <laughs> because it's just, like, it's, you know, I don't know. It's, like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. You know? I, so I've always, like, I, I think in high, high school, I used to dress like a dude. Really? Yeah, and... I don't great know. Great for comedy sets. Great for comedy <laughs> sets. I know. And I sort of like actually did my first set when I was like 15. Oh, um, wow. I How mean, did I that happen? My mom signed me up for a talent show and like I was pissed and I roasted her and I um, the entire time for my set and I won. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it, was like, it was like a stupid talent show, but I mean, like it was it was cool, like, you know, for a kid. That's amazing. Do you remember any of those mom roast jokes? No, that's the thing. I'm like, uh, I, I, someone must have taped it. There must be a VHS out there somewhere, but I don't know how to get a hold of it. One of, so Fizza did the roast battle, and one of my favorite jokes you did was you were going against you a guy named research. Mike. You research. You are so great at this. <laughs> Girl, come you on. You are a pro. I guy. hate it when I go on podcasts and they don't know a fucking thing about me. And I'm like, why do you even want me to be here? You know? <laughs> Oh, like just come on no but you have a great joke about mike is the kind of guy that go like buys coke and then forgets oh Can he you looks do like it? the type of guy that would 
um, suck a dick for Coke and then forget the Coke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Like, you were badass in your little (laughs) roast battle. If you guys haven't seen Roast Battle, it's on Comedy Central. Comedy Central, not Netflix, right? Oh, um, well, the Roast Battle show is, but I did it at the Comedy Store. Yeah, you did it at the Comedy Store. Yeah. Um, No, but you were so good. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Like, were you, you, it sounds like you were a roaster from day one. Like, 15 Uh, roasting your mom? Well, you know what? It's like, actually, I I don't, I was angry (laughs) during that time of my life. So, like, roasting was easier because I had a lot of, like, you know, it was, I was just acting out. But why were you acting out? What was going on? Let's talk. I mean, I was, I'm a woman raised in an Islamic culture in Florida. Like, (laughs) you know. They don't go together. That's probably why I dress like a guy because it's like I wanted to tell dick jokes and I wanted to just say what I wanted to say and be inappropriate and make people laugh. So I'm not going to lie. I saw Aladdin last night. (laughs) How was it? Jasmine, the entire, was getting like shamed and everyone kept telling her to like shut up. They're like, can you just be a girl and just shut up? Like just basically look pretty. And you kind of sound like her right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's well, I mean, that's what it is. It's like sort of I don't know if I'm going to get shit for saying this, but like it's tough for women. Mm -hmm. It is tough for women. And I was pissed about it. And then I mean, that's probably part of the reason that like I was driven to comedy. I'm sure like, you know, it's a nature nurture thing. But Mm -hmm. it like, yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of like women raised in the Muslim culture in America are angry. Yeah. Especially if they, you know, want to, you know, go into entertainment. I don't know. Like, I don't want to allowed to like, no, were you allowed to even like talk about that? Like, would you talk to your mom about that? Or is it just something that you like kind of held in? They never met anyone I've ever dated. I don't even think they, they know. I mean, now at this point they know, like they must know Mm -hmm. that I've dated that you might've swiped right. Once or twice. (laughs) (laughs) But like, like I just never, cause it's, Sex was so shamed. I mean, that's what it is. It's yeah. like sex is shamed. And I actually have jokes about like just it being such a sex negative experience. I mean, I'm Catholic and that was another. Yeah. I mean, I from a very young age was told to like not be sexy and not like do yeah. certain things because it could like turn guys on. Like it was not like a very like like yeah. I feel like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell were like walking around <laughs> naked in front of their kids and like telling them to like have sex with whatever they wanted. I don't know this. Don't quote me. I'm just <laughs> saying like that's what I picture. Yeah. It was not like that in our house. And I'm yeah. not saying that that was like a bad thing. It was just I think my parents doing the best that they could. Yeah, of course. To try to like protect me but it sounds kind of similar yeah I think um yeah like sex was bad exactly and shamed and so like but like it's also natural and it's also like the way they want you to have grandchildren through (laughs) so it's like well that's a confusing message to carry around and that like screws people up oh totally like blocks you off for a while and then as a woman it's just like sex is even worse for you like Uh sex will ruin you like guys well you know just don't talk about it sweep it under the rug yeah wasp it away that's what we do in our culture (laughs) (laughs) it's terrible so like actually another one of my early quote-unquote stand-up sets was at like my cousin's wedding like i was like i literally was like let me give a speech because i wanted to use it as like a performance opportunity oh my god that's amazing what did you say well i don't remember exactly but i did make one inappropriate joke about sleeping between the room and the the bride and the groom and my dad got pissed he did yeah i mean it was inappropriate but i was just like you know whatever did it get a laugh 
Yeah, I think so. Then it doesn't matter. <laughs> then it works. He was horrified. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely, I mean, my parents, they're like great about it now. And they're like, do you? But they're like, we don't need to come to all the shows. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I also, I feel like when I first started, and I don't know if it is because like sex was always like a bad thing. I feel like I went the opposite where like I would only tell like sex jokes and dirty yeah. stuff. So yeah, it was like very uncomfortable. But now, like, no, you evolve and you actually yeah. talk about many more things besides dating as a comedian. Yeah. So I want to know, you're you're getting kind of scrappy. You're a tomboy. You're in Florida. <laughs> you're, like, going to school. You're, like, I want to go. Where did you go to college? University of Miami in Miami, Florida. Oh, God, I always wanted to go there as a I was girl. a cane. You were a I cane. I went to the U. I had a U of M. Is that what you guys would call it? UM. UM. I yeah. had a sweatshirt when I was little. Like, I was oh a fan. God. Legit. I, it was either U- UCLA or University of Miami. I ended up at University of Rhode Island. Don't know how that happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so cool. Wait, that's a big fun. party school, though. Like, were you into that or were you super focused? I was like really creative. Okay. So I was like a film major and I was definitely like moving towards that path. And like, you know, like we turned up, it's Miami. Like you take a nap at midnight, then you go out and go dancing or whatever. But like, I think like I wasn't, I got good grades. Yeah. So like, you know, I had, I was, I figured it out, but I've always been able to get good grades because that shit was hammered into me. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of your birthright. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you know, like it, a B is not an option. I mean, it was. <laughs> Because, like, I was such a handful, but, like, honestly, like, I think, okay, this is embarrassing, but I didn't, I used to get B's on purpose because I didn't want to, like, they used to call out, like, the honor, a, all, a straight A honor roll, and, like, that wasn't a good look at the time, and it sounds so stupid no, saying true. it. You didn't want to be a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm the class clown. So you were like a class clown. You were like yeah. outwardly just like making jokes and just. But the thing is, is and this also sort of goes to like through the facial recognition comedy issue of like people projecting an identity onto you that you don't necessarily identify with. And I think that was sort of me, my response to that. Okay. It's like, oh, well, no, I'm not the spelling bee champion. You know, like you were just like rebelling against anything, just yeah. academic. You were like, "No, I'm funny. I'm a performer." I'm... Were you like an actress too, or was it mostly just like just a comedian? Um, so, like any acting would be comedic acting. Like I didn't know I would like actually get into acting until like after living in LA. Okay, so why LA and not New York? I mean, I can't deal with the cold. I love. <laughs> Look, I love New York. It's one of, my fa- one of my favorite cities. The people, like, I just love the people. They're just, you know, straight up. I love straight up people. Yeah. But, like, the weather here. <laughs> it's it's a just lot. the weather here. It's yeah. so It's like great. Groundhog Day for me, though. See, I prefer New York. It's so crazy. Really? Yeah. How'd you end up here, then? I just, for me, it was after college, I was doing theater in New York, and, uh, a prior guest, Haley Hansen, who's been on the podcast before, her parents owned a place in Manhattan Beach. Yeah. She literally, we were in New York City, and she was like, hey, why do you want to move to Manhattan Beach with me? Like, we have an apartment. It's really cheap. And I was like, well, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And I have lived here for the past decade now. Do you want to go back to New York? Yes. Oh, yeah. you do? <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it there so much. Um, but right now my life is here. Just things are happening here. So yeah. if something brought me back there, I would not 
be opposed to it at all. You can just tell people you're bi-coastal. Bi-coastal. That's it. Yeah. I'll be in New York in July and yeah, bi-coastal-ish kind I like of. That. No. I'm going to claim by, by coastal. I think well. you are. Like, I was looking at all your comedy show dates. It does look like you're, like, moving to New York for the month of July. <laughs> it really does, which I totally support. Or June. I don't know. I will post I her dates and stuff. love to live in New York at some point. But, yeah, my life's my life is here. I'm so here. rooted in L.A. But, yeah, by coastal. No. I love – I also think it's so funny you're from Florida because – I have to do a funny news Friday thing. It's like posting for actors comedy studio. Yeah. So I have to like look up all of these like funny, weird news stories. Every single headline is something that happened in Florida. Oh my God. And you know what? Like there's this theory. I don't know if it's true, but like it seems it, everyone thinks a disproportionate number of crazy shit, shitty things happen in Florida. And I think Florida might be one of the few States that releases it's, you know, anytime someone gets arrested, those records are available to the public. Is that it? I'm like, why is it just this state? It can't be because, and you know right? what, dude, you know what's so weird? I just remember there was a section in our Florida newspaper that was called News from the North, and it was always crazy ratchet shit. So now I'm thinking like, oh my God, they were like, that's a PR move. Like, they're just like, we're not just messed up also. That was like. Really funny. That's so weird. I just thought of that. Did you ever go through like a ratchet phase? Yes. Really? Oh my I, don't, God, I, don't I don't know if I'm ever- out of it. I don't even know if I'm out of the ratchet phase. Are you fully. like a closet? Like I feel like you're like a slow burn ratchet where like she shows up in sweatpants, but there was like a party underneath. Yeah. Is that what's happening? I think, I think you just read me. <laughs> that is like, that's, that. that is it. Oh my God. I want to hear about your ratchet phase. Oh my God. We're, we're, well, I used to have this nickname, Big Fizz Mandingo. <laughs> I know. I know. And, and it was, it's so weird. Like it caught on. Everyone called me Big Fizz for years. When I moved to LA, people, some people were still calling me Big. Some people still call me Big Fizz, and Where I'm did like, that come from? It was just a stupid nickname I made up because, like, you know, I guess that energy, that big dick energy, I you said I have on stage. Yeah. I don't know if you said it in those words, but like that I was meant it. Yeah, that was like. I don't know. That sort of represented that, even though, like, I don't think big dick energy was a, a term at the time. No, you're right. Like that's kind of a 2019 thing. Eh, 2018. Yeah, and no. this was before. You like coined <laughs> before. the term before it was a term. Big fizz energy. That's you're a BFE. BFE. I love that. No, that's great. I'm gonna use that now. Big I'm fizz happy energy. Yes, I know about that. Um, so for you, like knowing you, it seems like everything just like fell into place. Everything was aligned. Like you were like, I'm moving to LA, and then all well, of a sudden you started booking things. Is that the case? No, God, no. Can you tell us no. what it actually was like? Because I feel like so many people aren't honest about things and like starting out and oh like- yeah it's when I, I moved to LA in my early 20s and I remember early on someone was like I thought I was gonna move here and just like be a millionaire in two years of course oh, I was no. like I'm gonna buy my parents a house oh, and no. they don't even they don't need a house but I was like I'm gonna buy my house you know like <laughs> and and so I moved here um just you know I didn't know what I was doing yeah. and I ended up getting a job at a production company um and working for a guy who is like one of those stereotypical like staple stapler thrower yells at you all the time oh, producers God. I know so like I paid my dues for a couple years and I sort of like I was so depressed yeah I was so depressed it was the worst job and I didn't feel like you know I didn't know anyone you don't have a support system so then and also I was pushing like I didn't feel like I was I belonged in front of the camera at that point I knew I wanted to okay I was a little like 
I, I've cleaned up since I've come, like moved to LA, but like I was ratchet. Everyone does. I was it took so me ratchet. A good like seven years to like figure it out. Yeah, face and body wise, because yeah. honestly, you're a nine at home, and you're literally like a two and a half. <laughs> In Los Angeles. And it's crazy And you're like, you know, like you're trying to like get with it and you're trying to like, I had like all the baby fat and you're also so poor. So until you start really making money here, you really can't like. Just eating crap. Yeah, I literally was living off of like lean pockets, which is like just, you should just stuff your face with salt. Like just (laughs) literally, it's like just sucking on salt cubes. Like you're eating like shit and then you're miserable because you don't have that much money and you're not booking things. You're drinking even more. I had four roommates, I think at one point. Me too. Oh God. We are a cockroach infested apartment. Like it was (sighs) a lot. Our bathtub was always just like covered with like remnants of like spray tans and like hair shit. Like it was just so gross. Yeah. Okay. This is about you. Sorry. No, I I mean, I get, I, I, I relate like it's. Those early years in L.A. are tough. And it's just I when you're when I was young, I didn't realize the importance of community like and when you move to L.A., no one really you have to start over maybe with any city. But with L.A., like where do you find a community? Yeah, I didn't come here thinking I was actually going to perform or do stand up. I actually I went to film school, so I thought I was going to be a writer, director. Mm-hmm. I got into this, you know, job that made that was like soul crushing grading. Mm-hmm. But like I, I, you know, like I was actually pretty good at it and I just you know I was like oh should I just do this but then life's too short you know I think that is a really hard thing like for artists yeah to you know you could be really good at a job it doesn't mean that's what you're aligned with and that's what your path is yeah I wasn't happy and so how did you break away from that um I ended up getting promoted and then and then kind of like I, I I wouldn't say fired but like Like, my boss could tell, like, this is not what I wanted to do, and I wanted to be a performer. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he he sort of implied that, and I was like, okay, I'll put my two weeks in now. Yeah. You know, like, I because it's true. It's true, you know? And think of, like, okay... So I don't know if we, we were at the same mic to work out stuff, but, like, you know, we've we've been doing it for some years now, but remember, like, I'm so glad I'm not at the beginning of stand-up right now. Mm. Can you imagine those days, like, watching comics, like, having their first set or, like... I feel like we witness it every fucking night. I like, know. it's a lot. And, and it's like, wow. I'm, so I'm so grateful that I did start, but I didn't start right away, which is fine, because... Well, did it help you to at least have, like, a little bit of a cushion because you had a job, so it wasn't like you were, like... Yeah waiting tables or like you know not having any money and not knowing how you're gonna pay rent like yeah that was help definitely so that was definitely helpful do you recommend saving up maybe getting a real type of job i yeah if you come to la i i'd recommend coming with some money first yeah for sure i did not (laughs) oh you did still like treading water (laughs) you know it's great guys things are happening i mean yeah a lot of you mean if if you can get out here and you don't, that's fine. You know, you'll, if you really want it, people, you make it work. Yeah. But it's, it can be tough. Yeah, for but, sure. And like, I didn't have any coping. Like I was a crazy person and like, I don't know how age. you could be that crazy. I can't picture that. I just didn't have any like coping skills. So then like, you know, I hung out with people who I hung out. Um, I was close with, sort of this Hollywood crowd Mm -hmm. at the time I fell into it and like like going back to the lack of community it was like the guy was sort of a sociopath he son of a big Hollywood 
um, director. I'm not going to drop any names. I mean, you could like say sounds like. Oh, (laughs) no, no, no. I'm not going to put it out there. I mean, this was someone I was close to for years and years since college. So like, you know, that who um, it was just not a good situation. I did a lot of drugs and drank Mm -hmm. a lot. And as you do when you move to Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. And just, you know. It was. I had I like hit a rock bottom at some point, and then after I got through that, I started stand up. So that's awesome. That was, not that you hit a rock bottom, but I mean, it was because then there's only one way to go after that, and I needed to like the trajectory I was in. Like I was like pushing performing and stand up away, and like that's really what my calling is. So yeah, it wasn't sitting well inside of me. Yeah, and it was manifesting in other ways. Yeah. Wow. So how did you get through that rock bottom and get to? your open mics get to starting to do shows um i well i did like 12 step meetings therapy i'm still in therapy like twice a week i love how open you are about it oh yeah i mean it's like it's i i think it's crazy that there's not more mental health research. I mean, there's not even regular, like body health resources available. Like, you know, I, I need, I haven't been to a doctor in so long. I need to get that together. Also, <laughs> everyone go my, home and say hi to your family. Well, that's the thing is like, I'm so triggered. I'm like, I don't want to go to a doctor. I don't want to go to a doctor's office. But, um, I mean, I, I reached out for support. I needed it. Cause like, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So I, I was getting in my own way. I felt like my own worst enemy. Okay. Just like maybe it was sort of internalizing the critical Asian parent voice of like, you're not enough. You're no good. You have to be better. You have to be the best. And if you're not, you're not anything. So like this, this, this is like harsh conditioning. Yeah. And then also I think like addiction and mental health history, you know, like I don't know that I, I have the best mental health privilege. I'll put it that way. So it's like. I just, I mean, that's why you're in comedy, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you get it. I don't think many of us do. <laughs> it's fine. Safe space. Safe space. And I think it's also really hard to recognize all these things that you're saying and be like, I think I need help, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the good thing about rock bottom is because then you don't really have a choice. It's just, <laughs> I, I waited, you know, I well, like okay. rock, yeah, rock bottom sort of like when you're done, I guess. Got it's it. like, okay, I guess this is my rock bottom. Yeah. Some people's rock bottoms are low. Yeah, that was that was one of my lower ones. Okay, that was one of my lower ones. I was just like in a lot of pain, didn't understand why. Um, and like, yeah, you know, like it's just I needed to get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. And you have—that's the thing. Like, I commend you for that. And also, I want to know, like, when you got back on the trajectory, like, when did things start moving? Because you've done TV, you've done film, you've done so much. Oh, thank you. So it's such an inspiration. It's like, it's so funny to hear that because it's, and I've talked to people like at different points of their career, people who like series regulars and stuff. And a lot of people feel like they're not enough. And I get that. Yeah. So even hearing you say that, it's almost like I'm watching from the outside. Like, really? You know, you need people to say that to you sometimes. Well, yeah, because it's just like I don't even think of it like that. Well, I think it's because and I don't know if this happens with other careers also like you forget. Like I look back tomorrow's my dad's birthday. Well, it'll it'll be earlier this week yeah. when this comes out. Um, happy birthday, Dad! Happy uh, birthday! <laughs> um, and like even just thinking about his career, like he's like yeah. in it now and doing all this cool stuff. But like t- thirty years ago, he was still working at other places. And like to think about career paths, like sometimes you should step back. Yeah, 
maybe Google yourself or like think, like look at your resume and be like, okay, I'm not a total loser. Like I have worked really hard and like done a lot of cool shit and been through some stuff. And what we're doing is it's courageous because there's no like blueprint for it, especially if we're not in a Hollywood family. If we're not a legacy, there's no no blueprint whatsoever at all. So So when did you start to like catch fire a little bit? Like when did uh, things like happen where you were like, oh, I should stay here and I do belong here? um, I'd say I think a couple years into comedy, I saw like a comedian. Well, I don't know if you know. Um, Quincy Jones he had cancer yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love Quincy um he filmed his HBO special yeah so about that ish yeah, yeah I think like after there, there was something he went on Ellen and yeah he, they got HBO to do a special it was wild it was really cool. what a, like it, yeah, it was great mm-hmm. to you know to be able to do that but um he had this thing and you know he thought he or you know I, I think he still gets chemo he's still in treatment but yeah. his um prognosis was at the time like they thought he thought he was going to die that year yeah it was like a 6 month yeah that he was working at Starbucks i think i don't remember i forget but i think he you know that was it he had like a 6 month mm, yeah so he i think he did this thing where he went up every day for a year and you know, in New York, that's a thing. But, like, in L.A., that's not as much of a thing. So, like, to see that, oh, you can get stage time like that. Mm-hmm. A couple years in, I was like, I want to do that. So, like, I just hustled and, like, got the reps in. And I just felt stronger as a comic. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one's immune to bombing. But, like, getting the reps in, it helps. It makes each set less precious. It gets it in your body. For people that are non-comedians listening, what does that mean? Get the reps in. Uh, oh, stage time. Yes. <laughs> Standing on a stage, talking in a mic. Yes. And it hopefully being funny. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. But sometimes t- you're just working through thoughts and ideas. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so that's when I really sort of felt like I belonged was like, yeah, when I was just sort of up and doing my thing. And it just feels good as an artist. And I, do I, am, I, am I a douche for saying that as an artist? No, you are one, so... Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> We're artists. Yeah. Um, to express myself. You know, like I pushed this away for so long. Like it it just felt good. Also, I think I was I might have still had an alcohol problem at the time though, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> hey. Everyone goes through it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. No, yeah. and sometimes that helps and sometimes it definitely doesn't help. <laughs> you know. Um, I want to know what your writing process is like how because I feel like a lot of people are like okay we get it like we can relate to all the things you're saying but how do you actually make it funny and make it into jokes Um, I mean a lot of I don't have the discipline that a lot of people have to sit down it's very hard for me to sit still in one place me too I hate getting my nails done for that reason oh my god do you have to torture and then you have to wait for it to dry. That's the worst. It's like, I have stuff to do. I need to wear shoes. I need to, like, use my hands. No, but other people love it. Like, it's, like, the relax, relaxation, like, self-care. Like, I can't. Massages, nails, like, facial, all that. I hate just sitting there for the sh- I wish I could I get it massages. all done. So you do? See, yeah. no, can't do it. Maybe I'm just I really tense. Massages. Maybe that's why I'm walking around like I have a stick up my ass. I don't know. Do you? I didn't know this. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't, know, I didn't even know You're you had a really stick up your ass. really good actress, Fizza. You are. <laughs> must be a little stick yeah it's a tiny one tiny little little stick tiny it's okay but like um 
so yeah i don't it's hard for me to sit down so like basically i mean i'm kind of thinking throughout the day like yeah and because with social media also it's like we're always thinking of stuff to post like Mm -hmm. so we're always thinking of premises and i kind of do a lot of writing on stage honestly okay um and then i do think of like i always keep like i try to keep thinking of tags for stuff um I have a really weird writing process. I don't know if it's helpful to anyone else. I, I write when I walk. I take walks and then I'll I write do that on my too. phone. Yeah. And that helps the movement thing. Yeah. I feel very stuck if I'm just sitting down. I know. Getting out. And I don't know if it's like, then you're not just focusing on one thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't know if that helps. I it's... don't want to like walk into traffic. but <laughs> No. I always try to and it's because I used to do this a lot. My mom would yell at me. I would like be texting in a crosswalk and that's just like yeah. a death trap. Like, don't do that. And it's like, just, I always make sure if you're in a crosswalk, yeah. like be aware of your surroundings guys. Yeah. <laughs> We're not yeah. saying to walk into traffic, texting on your phone and writing down premises, but you know, yeah. stop. There you go. Be safe guys. Be safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you set yourself apart from like everyone that's on like the facial recognition uh shows and I mean I've always sort of been a weirdo um and I don't I think everyone's different so like the more yourself you can be and this applies to anyone in my opinion but like the more yourself you can be like no one can really take that from you yeah and like like I'm just a weirdo I'm not even saying that like hey I'm a weirdo it's just sort of like it is what it is it's always been that way yeah I've always been I think I was voted most unique in high school yeah you know so i'm just like if i can sort of accept myself like that's what i think that was a lot of getting out of my own ways i felt a lot of shame about how i am and it's hard like as a comedian we have to be so honest yeah and i I, mean you were trying to lose spelling bees at a certain point like you you know accepting who you were you know so it's just like oh fuck i I used to be a great speller also now with like autocorrect for the last few years i'm a shit speller but ruins everyone's lives yeah (laughs) i've sent some really awkward texts just because autocorrect is like no (laughs) i know then autocorrect will just make it something else i think what my for my last one my autocorrect was racist oh god i know it happens i was like is this how is some sick joke what are some of your favorite things to talk about on stage right now? Like, what can people expect from you? Like, what are you really leaning into? Especially because you have shows coming up in New York. Yeah. There's a lot of dates, which you have a website. All your shows are posted on there. So if they you're should listening. Be. Yeah. Um, but, like, go on my social media. I, that's updated every day. If I'm doing a show, it'll be up there. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it, it should be on my website. <laughs> so I go home and check that. Yeah. That's fine. But. Um, yeah. What are you talking about now? You know, like, it's right now, I think I've been doing a lot of jokes about growing up in sort of that sex negative, that Mm -hmm. sex negative experience, because there's so much shame around it. And like, also as women, you know, in the beginning, we had like a lot of the women aren't funny, all they do is talk about sex. And it's like, well, you know what? Why can't we're grown? Yeah. We're grown as women. Why can't we talk about sex? No one says that about guys. They talk no. about their dick all the time. Don't ask them about your their dick. No. No one asks them about their dick. No and they're just asks. offering information. It's like, oh, we can't talk about like people tense up when you say period. It's like it's something that we experience every month. But yet every month I don't know why I have an emotional fucking meltdown. <laughs> I can never recognize the fact that it's literally happening again. Like, Do you have a, the um period tracker app? No, I don't. I'm like very I'm like clockwork, but yeah. it's like I get amnesia once a month, like the first week of the month. I'm like, why am I so sad? Why can't I stop eating? Well, that's the evidence. It's yeah. just like, oh, I'm sad. Oh, getting my period. <sighs> it's so annoying. 
I know. Hor- the hormones. It could be worse. Women are strong. We, oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Very strong. <laughs> they be dealing with some stuff that these dudes. Anyway, so like. So you're talking a lot about that. Yeah, like um, just the experience and just being honest. So it's like not even like it's not even I'm not even talking about it in like a sexual way. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like a hear the facts, yeah. you know. And so that's what's cool about it because like also it's healing for me because I did grow up in a very sex negative household. My none of my parents have never met anyone I've dated. They I think they are still hoping I'm a virgin. And I hope they never listen to but this. Yet they want grandchildren, right? <laughs> oh, of course. I have a joke about that as well. Like it's just like, you know, it's and they're like you know at this point they just they really would love for me to get married i i, I you're, you're italian right yes. so is it a similar yeah i mean i've lived with culture. the main squeeze for a year now and i think everyone's like thinking it's going in that direction i hope it is oh you're um, in a relationship yes it's a thing um yeah so i think that's what everyone yeah. i think my family just wants me to be happy and they want yeah. to see me like stable yeah. And settled. Stability really doesn't go with what we do. I know. I know. And so I think that's the hard part. But like, would you like, ha- has there been like arranged marriages or are there people that are trying to set you <laughs> up with? I mean, you have a very funny joke about like a racist kind of like oh, set yeah. up. Yeah. People, I mean, you know, it, it's, I think since I started doing this joke and since people are more like quote unquote woke, like there's less of that, but yeah. no, actually, you know what? I, I, so I feel like when you start dating someone, then everyone is interested yeah. and everyone wants to start setting people up. So like a lot of attraction. Yeah. So <laughs> there was like one time where I was set up with that's a whole fucking other story. But um, we want to hear it. Oh, God. I'm still heartbroken. But wait, no, uh, wait, was this wait, say it. Well, OK, so um I'm sorry you're heartbroken. Yeah, I mean it's fine. Yeah. I feel like I'm 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 a Sagittarius, so like like I mean I fall in love with everybody once <laughs> I meet them and then like most of the time it'll go away, but when it doesn't, it's just like hard. But basically I feel like I was set up because okay, so our good friend Leah Lamar. Oh yeah, her, her podcast. podcast. Please, Weren't you her first guest? Uh, yeah. So yeah I know it was crazy so I didn't expect anything I had no expectation she just reached out I'm not gonna say the guy's name just because like you know there's no I don't want there to be bad blood I don't have any issues I'm just you know I'm just gonna and that's the thing comics date comics it's like uh, you dating your fellow like person at work like it it happens yeah it happens I, I mean I couldn't have not given him a shot because like he specifically asked for me oh my god like it's like you had the bachelor and he was like that one <laughs> yeah it was it was weird and I didn't know that before I came on the podcast I just we had done some shows okay um and I just knew like he had like there, he had good energy or whatever oh cool so and you're like, yeah, about cool. atmosphere yes and vibes and stuff good vibes and so yeah so I was very surprised by how into me he was because I had no idea okay and also I didn't know like what Leah was gonna make us do like there's this scientific thing where if you ask these questions these very intimate questions between you know two people and you then make them do like eye gazing for five minutes which is so uncomfortable oh by the way um you know it it helps bond the couple and like for me as someone who has a history of sex addiction okay. sex and love addiction which is something else like you know it all it's all all addictions sort of like for me at least stem from the same feelings of you know lack of self-love or whatever Got that it. i'm working through but um apparently she asked him if he was ready 
you know, because apparently now I'm hearing like he's like this this playboy, like ladies man. Oh. But that's not the impression he gave me. I thought he was this dorky dude who liked me. That's the and best I, kind of playboy ladies man. Yeah. So like. They hide behind it. And it's interesting because it actually was the healthiest dating experience I had. Like what I didn't expect so to like, like the dude. Um, so my side of the thing, like, you know, I feel like I showed up in a healthy way. Okay. And he seemed very available. And the red flags were smaller than my previous relationships. I've just had trash fire, dumpster fire relationships in the past. So, I like, mean, you the, have to go through the rain to get to the rainbow, Fizza. I think <laughs> this might have, I thought I was at the rainbow, but uh, I think uh, there's still a little trickle of a storm. There's like a hurricane that had to just quickly happen. Yeah. <laughs> So it, I thought it was going really well. Like he, I completely did the thing where I, I just let the dude, you know, if you want to hit me up, hit me up. Okay. Cause I wanted to gauge interest. I'm just, I was tired of the bullshit. My previous situationship was like more of a fuck buddy thing. Mm-hmm. And it was painful because it's just like, I don't know, maybe I just, if I connect with someone, then you want, you know, it's not fulfilling if you don't I wasn't getting like anything nourishing okay. so I wanted to do something different so with this guy we made a point to take it slow I wanted to make sure there was a connection prior to to uh, you know physical intimacy and it seemed to be going well we did a follow-up episode with her oh my gosh he kept saying we 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 and I listened back and I was like I I I because I'm in that place where I don't want to lose myself in a relationship mm-hmm. But there were some things, like, I think I was a little older that made him insecure. I think me not reaching out made him insecure. Which is such a fine line, because I feel like as a woman, you're told not to reach out. And the thing is, I always reached out, because, you know, that that BFE, that big fizz energy. But, like, also, I wasn't looking for, you know, I didn't expect it. I thought he had good energy, but I wasn't thinking about him. I was still probably heart... I'm always heartbroken. I was (laughs) heartbroken about this other asshole I was (laughs) messing with. But, like... It was a good thing. I had to give it a shot. And then out of the blue, suddenly he got spooked, I guess. Uh, And he said he wasn't ready. uh, And last time I heard, like, I guess, you know, he's like, he's in the scene. Yeah. We've missed each other by a hair, I think. I think like, you know, I'm surprised we haven't been on a lineup together. Totally. Thank God. I mean, you know, no shade, but like. It's better if you're not at this point. Yeah, at this point, it's just like if and I'm at a show, fine. I want to focus on my set, not like have a bunch of who knows what feelings would come up because it's just like that's traumatizing for someone to be putting their foot on the gas pedal to the metal yeah. and then just break. Oh, do you know I've been like a good luck Chuck for a few guys who have been like, I'm just not ready. And the next person they date is the person that they marry. It's just it's crazy. And there's theories. I forget whose grandma used to say this, that like. Her sons would like sit next to like anything in a car. And if their light was on, that means that's the next next person they were going to be with. Like it's just, it's timing. But like, so someone told me he is in an open situationship with someone, but like, but like he's never, but that's the thing is that was never an option. Okay. If it felt serious to him, that was on him. Yeah. I was just available. Okay. That's what it was. I was available and he had a crush and maybe he thought he was available. I don't know. I don't know. I can't speak for him. But like yeah. all I can say is it's it's painful to be collateral of someone else's issues. 
I mean, it, it, we've all been there. I'm sure he's experienced it. I've probably caused some to other people, but like, it's very painful. Do you have any like in retrospect, like little red flags? Yeah, that, like, of course. Could have. Okay, can you tell us what maybe you he should have paid even attention on the, to? Even on the podcast, he said he had intimacy issues. Um, and you're like, whatever. We all have issues. <laughs> well, no, because he's also at a point where I think. He was in therapy, which was a big like, oh, that's awesome. You're yeah. working on yourself. And also Leah vouched for him. Okay. She said she had witnessed a change. But then also another red flag was I think he subdued himself. He even said this. He's like, I'm holding back because I don't want to be embarrassing. And I didn't know what that meant. But like, you know, I think he's kind of maybe a showboat in public. Yeah. I don't okay. know. Which is like, okay, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, it takes a really long time to get to know someone, too. It really does. It wasn't long. That's why I was so shocked that he just suddenly, like, and yeah, I don't know. It was so, it was weird. It was very weird and sudden. And of course, that's going to, like, fuck you up, especially if, if you're, I was someone's science experiment. Like, you made us answer these questions and so so I felt sort of like you know and Leah the poor thing she was like oh I feel horrible and it's like it's not your fault you know I'm a grown-ass woman I chose to do this I chose to do this I chose to really open myself up I'm proud of myself for you know really just showing up and it's fine you know everything's fine yeah everything's fine it's just like I think heartache is just part of dating, unfortunately. It is. I think it is a part of dating. It's a part of being in relationships. And eventually you meet the person and hopefully there won't be heartache. And like, yeah, you, yeah. you just never know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I knew I was taking a risk. Exactly. Anytime you sort of open yourself for, up for great joy, you open yourself up for great pain. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can say that I really did enjoy the relationship in the duration of it. Okay. But... But that made it like harder to just suddenly be like, you know, nope, never mind. Just can't kidding. do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. Are you dating now? Are you on sites? What's happening? I'm on Raya. Okay. Which has been fine. I've mostly met people to come to shows out of town. <laughs> hey, if it's going to get you <laughs> some booties in those seats, I say use it. I mean, I'm at this point ready to go on Raya just to get people at my shows. Yeah, Is I that know. terrible? That no, makes me not a monster. at all. It is what it is. I mean, I'm open. I'm still open. But like yeah. also I'm not trying to do what I did in the past and try to like stuff like the pain down with like another guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's almost like irritating that men can just sort of do that. They move through it. Yeah. But they then eventually down the road, there's like some mind fuckery or something comes yeah. out. Like it's just I think you have a very clear head about this entire situation yeah he said that i think also me being older and having been in therapy longer and having gone to more meetings i think he had, he said he had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder about that so there's these small red flags but i thought oh you're being honest i didn't know he would you know like you, i don't know you know also i don't want to be mad at someone for having an emotional response and then trying to you know he did reach out he did apologize yeah. what happened to me like i still de- i know i deserve way better than that yes I know I deserve way better than I that. I can think of five, guy, five guys I want to set you up with right now. Are they cute? Yes. Okay. I and successful cute. and have their shit together. Would they like... I, I also feel like I'm an acquired taste and he was sort of a weirdo. So like... It, okay. Well, maybe... I mean... Like someone who's like a square is not going to be into this. Well, you never know though. I feel like yeah. sometimes you don't need two shiny toy objects in a relationship. So like a square and then someone who's more like out there can work. 
yeah. long as they like respect what you're about and yeah. they're like intrigued by it. Yeah. I mean, I I'm, I'm not oh, I'm an open minded, non judgmental person. So like, if there's okay. chemistry, you know. Like All right, guys, you're listening. If this is single. Uh... <laughs> You should email me at what's your jersey podcast at gmail.com. Um, oh, yeah. And she's hot as fuck. And she has thigh gap, which I am very jealous of. I don't of. have thigh. Do I? Yes, no, you do. No. I've seen you stand on stage, girl. Yeah, you're good. Oh, your like, hip to waist ratio is good. Everything Thank you, is great. Girl. Thank you. Yeah. You know, we all have body dysmorphia. And oh. I. <laughs> I didn't really have it though. I've been really going yeah. for it the past few days, and I was like <laughs> looking in the mirror at yoga today. Like I, for some reason, in my brain, I'm like, oh, I can make up for the past five days of eating just cheese and carbs and drinking like wine and just not you're working in great out. Shape. Think that's kind of you. I'm wearing I'm, like, tight workout right clothes. Now. No, you're not squishy. Um, listen to us. We're just <laughs> we're doing that girl thing. We're yeah. no, you're hotter. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but I was like looking in the mirror. Yeah, our yoga instructor is like pregnant and she's way hotter than I'll ever be. And oh she's, my God. Like, it was just a thing where I was like, oh, I got to lock it up. I came home and I tried to like dermaplane my own face. <laughs> I put face masks on. It's like, Jacqueline, you need to chill. One day is not going to like yeah. reverse all the shit you've been doing I for know. the past two weeks. Oh, I know. I know. <sighs> it's the worst, guys. Whatever. There's crazier things that are happening in the world. Um, I could talk to you for 18 more hours, but I'm going to ask you a few rapid fire questions. Then we're going to do a fun thing at the end. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So I want to know who was your biggest influence in comedy? Oh my God. Maybe Chris Rock. Oh, no one said that before. Really? I like that one. Cause I think it, that he was the biggest comic at the time. And then he was like a person of color. There weren't many huge women or female identifying comics yeah at the time that were like superstars unfortunately okay you know this is sexist (laughs) i mean yeah i don't even we don't need to get into that but like i think chris rock was like sort of and robin williams robin williams was a big one robin williams i think i was watching comedy central when as a kid and he had like a set and it was just like he was wild and i it just it seemed so freeing so i was like oh that you know, I want that. Yeah. No, that's cool. Right. He's one of my big ones, too. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, very wealthy and successful. <laughs> Are you listening, happy. universe? Happy, 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 happy. <laughs> I like wealthy, successful, happy is number okay. three. <laughs> but that, happy first. That yeah. will bring, yeah, the first two will bring, no. happiness comes from within yeah um do you have a favorite female comic right now who's on the scene besides Jacqueline Marfuji well I was gonna say Jacqueline (laughs) but um Deborah D. Giovanni oh she's great I just I I I love when someone can make me laugh out loud like like laugh out loud like it hurts oh god guys check her out I feel like she has stuff on like comedy central right now she yeah has stuff she's, on a bunch of she's hot man she's popping no. and uh, so funny yeah. so funny she's great um beyonce or lady gaga beyonce beyonce okay i go lady gaga <laughs> <laughs> we gotta agree to disagree yeah it's fine i like love a beyonce we love should have another podcast episode where we, oh, we hash it out we could hash it out and then okay so since you picked beyonce now i want to know uh lady gaga or britney spears britney oh Look at you. Yeah, I picked Brittany over yeah. Lady Gaga, too. But, yeah. There's a nostalgic element to it. I mean, Telephone by Beyonce and Lady Gaga, though, is just that It's song. fire. And Lady it's... Gaga's great. Lady, Lady yeah. Gaga's amazing. Yeah. 
It's just this is just a personal preference. A Doesn't personal mean anything. Preference. That's it. If okay. Lady Gaga still wanted to hang out, I'd be open. You'd be like, whatever. It's cool, Stephanie yeah. Germanata. Oh um, my god, is that her name? That's her name. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite moment on stage so far that's happened to you where you were like, this is really cool? I know you talked about the New York Times thing, but like yeah. any moment on stage that like sticks out in your head. It might be that show. The energy was so incredible that night, and like I had a tw- I got a twenty second laugh break. Oh my gosh! Or a pl- applause break? No, a laugh break. Oh, that's... which is like, and I have this weird thing that I'm, I'm doing it less, but I used to like see how long I could stretch a laugh break, just because like I don't know. I love it. I just want to like I'm a weirdo, but like no, that's great. That was just crazy. Like that show, the energy was so good. And I, that moment, there were just so many moments where like, if the it makes a difference if the on if the audience is lit. The comic's going to give a better performance. So true. It's a synergy thing. And it's going to be more natural. Exactly. You're going to be having fun on stage with them. Yeah. I mean, it's our job to adjust. And if the audience is not giving the energy, we still have to find it and provide it. Yeah. Or, you know, figure out a way. But, like, it's just, you know, it's smooth sailing if the audience is, like, with you and they're down. Like, you're at a comedy show. Just surrender to it. Like, just go with like last night when we saw Aladdin not that that was a comedy show but I was like I know what I'm signing up for yeah so I'm not gonna be like god he's just not Robin Williams like I'm not (laughs) like I just wasn't I couldn't I had to like change the mindset and be like Jacqueline this is a different movie like just go with it and I like genuinely laughed out loud and there were moments I liked and enjoyed and I appreciated the pretty colors and like all the dance numbers the dancing's great yeah it does bother me that his first I didn't think about this until today but his first wish spoiler alert I feel like everyone knows this is to be a prince and then they like talk all this stuff about like him being like found out well if you're making him a prince then he should be a legit prince yeah that bothered me are you gonna see it probably i don't know when it's on tv it's fun when it's on netflix (sighs) she's much cooler than i am (laughs) i my weekend consisted of working and aladdin and les miserables i went to see that play too maybe actually maybe i should go and support the box office for yeah you know, I, mean, I, I, I will I think I'll do that. your opinion on it yeah it's just fresh oh, in the mind I saw it that. last night yeah also I did popcorn with Reese's Pieces in it and that is something I've never done before and it was phenomenal I've never done that it was really good the main squeeze who is walking in the front door right I now, hear it was his his idea um that is awesome hi <laughs> nice to meet you this is Tommy guys it's like you're a lot it's Hello. like you're in the living room with us yeah I know it's all happening. The fire's going. <laughs> um, who would you rather hang out with? The cast of the Jersey Shore or Real Housewives of New Jersey? Um, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, why? Yeah, because they're grown-ass women. Oh, they act like they're five. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But still, like Jersey Shore, they act like they're zygotes. That's you know? true. So, You're right. Jersey Shore, yeah. Yeah. And Who's- I... I, I'm like a big fan of the of Bravo. You love Bravo. I love that you love Bravo. Okay, love I'll ask Bravo you more Bravo so questions. I want to know who is your favorite like Bravo celebrity. Ah, okay. Um, I mean, my two favorite shows are Housewives of Beverly Hills on Bravo okay. and Vanderpump Rules. I love it. Those are my two. Yeah. So and okay. then I watch Atlanta. I watch Real Housewives of Atlanta as yeah, well. That's a good one. I want to know who your favorite Vanderpump person is. Ah, okay. Um. Oh my god. The mo- Stasi's super fun to watch. Um James is funny. I know they all so hate him. Funny. Oh, he's so 
such a dick. Um, they all yes. hate him, but like he creates James, good TV. Yeah, Lala's it's not about great- the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I just love I'd love to meet all of them because it's like I feel like I used to run into them at aud- some of them in auditions yeah, I sure. see them on the street Tom sometime. Sandoval and I were in the same acting class a decade ago at Margie Haber and yeah they've all they've all been like in, in it. they're young Hollywood so yeah. it's like we have mutual friends and stuff but it's like you know it's so crazy how they're characters like these are you know these are just people we have yeah. mutual friends but like I'm sure but I mean you but like now it's like I know shit about them, about their lives. That's crazy. Yeah. That's and, pretty crazy. To- it's not compare. Well, I guess I am comparing them, but similar into comedy where when you're on stage and it's kind of like an amplified version of yourself. Yeah. You I know? like Sandoval also. I think he has such a good heart. <laughs> God. He does a Tom. great like one tear down the cheek thing, <laughs> which he was able to do that in acting class too. It's an art form. Oh, wow. It's really funny. Um, also, who's your favorite Beverly Hills wife? And who do you, what would be like your dream cast for the Beverly Hills? Because I feel like. There's some that need to go. There's some that want to go. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I know. Um, I mean, Vanderpump's a staple. Kyle's a staple. I love Denise Richards. I love. think she's an incredible addition. Yes. So funny. No, she's on a good one. So wild. And, no. like, it just brings class to the show. Like, you know, she. that's like a movie star. Exactly. Right? No, that's great. Um, okay, now we do a little section called Just Enough with Jacqueline so anyone can talk Just Enough Sports for the week. Okay. Okay, so I just want you to know in case anyone's like, hey, Fizza, do you want to go watch this game? This is what's happening this week. Okay. And it's a big week. Okay. Okay? Meatballs, this is a big week. The NBA Finals have started. I think the day this podcast comes out, it's Toronto versus the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors have won the past two years. Okay. They've won. Okay? They have Steph Curry. Do you know who that is? I know the name. Yes. He's a really cute kid like he's a great guy is he single he nope 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 <laughs> has a very lovely wife who's his wife i feel aisha aisha oh was there some drama recently about there was some drama i think body shaming drama actually for her or she said like she wanted was it was this the incident where like guys or groupies would always approach yes. her husband and she was like you know men don't approach me like that and she's hot mm-hmm. she's really hot but like i think it's Stunning. more of a they respect her husband but like the women don't respect her or something. And yes. No, I remember reading that article. You're right. And men got pissed because they were like, you know, why do you want other men to approach you? And I was like, that wasn't the point. No, that wasn't the point at all. Yeah. So. And it's also kind of a double standard thing. Where so I, I know like, that. Well, but like you. the sports so stuff. Now, you, now you're invested. See, meatballs, yes. that's a thing. Now you know yeah. like backstory. That does help. Right? Doesn't it help? It it's does. It's like, I feel like. I used to relate it to uh, Vanderpump and like Real Housewives <laughs> characters, um, which maybe I'll bring that back because I feel like now this would actually be very helpful. Um, okay, so it's the first week of that. So it's going to yeah. be exciting. It's, June is going to be full of NBA finals. Have you stuff. ever sat courtside anywhere? Um, not. I've sat like right behind a few um, baselines for baseball. But oh, okay. I've never done. I've never said. I would love to say. It would be so much fun, game. right? Yeah, Almost like a basketball player fell on you, but I, actually, I. I mean, I was a Ramette at URI, so what? we did have to sit on the basketball court, and yeah. it was terrifying because all of a sudden they would have like a break, and it would just be all the basketball players just running towards you, and you'd oh, be like, geez. "Oh my god, please stop!" And they always like stop right in front of your face. Um. So yes, I have sat on the court before. It's like a stampede. Yeah, but not like cool. Like I want to sit courtside at a Lakers game, and I feel like your shoe game has to be very on point. Oh for my that. god, you that's... just have to look. Uh, I that's a that would be so much fun. Yeah, 
so okay. much fun. Goals. We're putting that out into the universe. Yes. Um, and also, I don't want to forget about the NHL. Guys, Boston versus St. Louis. It's also the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, we don't want Boston to win another thing because I feel like Boston just wins everything. Yeah. Like, across the board, whether it's yeah. the Red Sox, the Patriots, everything. So, I'm rooting for oh, St. Yeah, Louis. Oh, yeah, Patriots. Yeah, so I went to UM. So, like, I actually was friends with athletes. But I just, I'm not... I've just, I'm just i not You're wired not to be a sports person. I've never been invested in sports for some reason. Well, now now you know about the Currys. You know what's yeah. going on. So And I, I knew um, at the time, like, people who joined the NFL and See, and that's NBA, cool, though. And they were, they're dope. I love them, but, like, I didn't know anything about what they did. That's, well, you know what? We're going to learn. Yes. Yeah, you just have to stock up on episodes of What's Your Jersey, and you'll figure it out. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you've made it to the very end of the podcast. I, I did it. Because you are an actress, I thought it would be very fun. Pick up that script right there. Oh, my God. Um, for us, uh, I love Italian movies. I love people that are Italian <laughs> in movies. Um, so I thought it would be very fun for us to do a scene from My Cousin Vinny. Have oh you my seen God. the movie? Yes. Oh, perfect. But I, okay, I don't know if I remember the part, but who, who am I playing? Um, uh, meatballs, who should we ever play? I kind of... I... Uh, I really want to see you as the Marissa Tomei part. Yes, okay, I really, it's Marissa Tomei. It's Marissa Mona Tomei. Lisa, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like I that. Can you, can you give me the accent real quick? Because I, <laughs> I, it's terrible because I feel like I do like a Jersey mixed with like New York. Like it's just it's. I just need like you a need a little bit. Okay. Um, as Vinny, I would be like, "What's the matter with you?" Or like, What's you the traumatized me. Traumatized. Me. Traumatized. I don't you know. know. I, like Fiza Dasani. Yeah. How, how would you say I don't know? I don't know. I don't know. No. No. <laughs> okay, let's let's try it. Let's just try it. Okay. Don't judge me harshly. No, no listeners. one's judging. Again, safe space. All right, ready? <laughs> uh, my cousin Minnie. Um, what's the matter with you? I don't know. You're acting like you're nervous or something. Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> what are you nervous about? I'm the one under the gun here. Trial starts tomorrow. You want to know what I'm nervous about? I'll tell you what I'm nervous about. I'm in the dark here with all this legal crap. I have no idea what's going on. And all I know is that you're screwing up and I can't help. Well, you left me that little camera, didn't you? Oh, Vinny, I'm watching you go down in flames and you're bringing me with you and I can't do anything about it. And... Well, I hate to bring it up because, you know, I have enough because I know you have enough pressure on you already, but we agreed to get married soon. And as soon as you won your first case, I got Southern. There. <laughs> Meanwhile, 10 years later, my niece, the daughter of my sister is getting married. My biological clock is ticking like this. And the way this case is going, I ain't never getting married. Lisa, I don't need this. I swear to God, I don't need this right now. Okay. I've got a job that's aching to throw me in jail. A judge. <laughs> An idiot who wants to fight me for $200, slaughter pigs, giant loud whistles. I ain't slept in five days. I got no money, a dress code problem, and a little murder case, which in the balance holds the lives of two innocent kids, not to mention your biological clock, my career, your life, our marriage. And let's see, what else can we pile on? Is there any more shit we can pile on to the top of the outcome of this case? Is it possible? Maybe it was a bad time to bring it up. And scene. <laughs> super fun. You're super fun. Um, pimp yourself out. Tell the meatballs where they can find you. Okay, so I can be found on the internet. Um, what's that? <laughs> How do you define the internet? Unfamiliar. 
Um, so my website's fizzadasani.com and social media is at fizzadasani. I will spell that for you. It is F-I-Z-A-A-D-O-S-A-N-I. So common mistakes are people will spell it with two Zs. It's actually one Z and yes. two A's. So it looks like fizza, but it's fizza. And Dasani is like the water except it's D-O, not D-A. Perfect. And everything will be in the podcast notes. Yes. And oh, facial recognition comedy, facialrecognitioncomedy.com um, on all the socials as well. I love it. And you, I have all your dates in front of me right now, actually. Um, you have a lot of stuff in L.A. Uh, well, actually, no, you're going to be in New York. Oh, so shows. Um, yeah. We have our show at New York Comedy Club in Gramercy, or it's called, I think, Midtown is what they call the club location. But um, that is this Friday, May 31st, 11.30 p.m. Uh, use promo code FRC for $10 off. So yes. New York listeners, Jersey listeners, yes, guys. come to the show. It's going to be super fun. And then L.A. listeners, we're at Westside Comedy Theater the second Sunday of every month. Our next show is June 9th. I remember that because 6-9, I am a dirty idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, at 9.30. So second Sunday of every month, 9.30 p.m. at Westside Comedy. It. Oh, my gosh. And uh, you can send me all the promo codes and stuff, and I'll post it for Oh, everyone, cool, yeah. So they can use that well you're such a delight thank, thank you you, you are so too much for being here and thank you for being so like raw real and honest because girl I no one's got time that. for that fake shit i know thank <laughs> you east coast to east coast right? i love this it's easier yes i can lay down on a couch without someone looking at me like i'm a <laughs> like an idiot like a psycho i love it thank you for doing that and also meatballs thank you so much for listening thank you for reviewing and rating and sharing and subscribing please share with your friends that's the best way to find out about a podcast um and yeah i hope you all have a great weekend and i'll catch you on the flip side Bye. just put your paws up because you were born this way baby My mama told me when I was young, we're all on superstars.